0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Dating is so hard in this world, especially when you're a single parent and you know that your kids are your priority. I know that in this season we've talked so much about me starting over and getting out into the world. And I want to let you know that it made me so happy to hear that they were finally building a new dating app called Stir. Now, Stir is built specifically for single parents because they know that there is a unique set of challenges when you're a single parent and you're trying to date. I mean, whether it's childcare responsibilities or financial strains, there are enough things we have to consider for trying to make room for a date night. The last thing I want is to be on that date and be with someone who does understand that my little in the fifth grade is my priority. And so, yeah, it can be pretty funny to get out there and swipe around. But STIR is meant for us. STIR is a place where single parents can just be single. It's a place where you don't have to feel weird on your first date saying that you have a crazy schedule because you have littles that come first and that playdates matter to you. Dating is awkward enough. We're already trying to figure out what to talk about and how to drift away from boring chats like the weather. Honestly, I'm a mom who loves being a mom. I want to talk about my kiddos and I want to be open hearted and mindful about it. And it helps if I know that I'm on a date with someone who understands that. I just love this concept because STIR is the app that's designed for parents who just happen to be single. Download STIR or tell your single friends to try it out. Your one is out there. And they might just be hanging out on STIR. Hey friend, it's Nicole, host of the Nicole Walters podcast. Here's where we laugh, we cry, and we grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Let's get started. everyone. I am so excited because today we're having a very, very special chat. We have a friend here with us on the Nicole Walters podcast, Miss Nichelle Turner. Nichelle, thank you so much for being here today.
2: Thanks for having me, Nicole. I appreciate the offer. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. We have so much stuff to talk
1: about. And y'all, you know, Nichelle Turner, trust. You have seen her, you have heard her, <laughs> you have you have walked into rooms where she's been in the background and you may not have realized it. Now, she has tried and true in the game. She is the current co-host of Entertainment Tonight. And uh, like us, she is a real woman every day with accolades who's done a lot of work to get where she is. So, Nichelle, can you tell us a little bit more about your role at Entertainment Tonight for anyone who hasn't put two
2: and two together? yet? Well, the funny thing was, I thought you were about to say she's a real woman with ass. (laughs) (laughs) I I can only see you. Okay. I like
1: this podcast. No, accolades. Okay. (laughs) Accolades. Okay. Assets. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh my word. No. So, okay. So just, you know, for people to understand a little bit about your role, I mean, people assume what co-hosting is, but based on the conversation we're about to have here today, I really want to get clear on the definition of what you do every single Mm -hmm. day.
2: So being the co-host or the host of Entertainment Tonight is, you know, you see the person where when you first turn on the TV and you see that person say, welcome to Entertainment Tonight and, you know, this is what we're starting with and the ins and outs of all the pieces and kind of the people that you see throughout the show myself and Kevin Mm Frazier, that's what, you know, the host of the show does. When I first came to Entertainment Tonight, I came from CNN, Mm -hmm. which I actually didn't fully come from CNN because I still work at CNN, but I came from CNN and I came here to be a correspondent and I hosted the weekend edition of Mm -hmm. Entertainment Tonight. So I would do like field pieces. I'd, I'd be more so doing like red carpet stuff and whatnot every day for ET when I first came and then I would host the weekend show. And now I am in the studio more more so every single day because I host the show I still do other you know field shoots and things like that right. but like tomorrow's a crazy packed day I'll be hosting the show and then going out interviewing George Clooney and Julia Roberts Wild. and then doing the podcast that I have mm-hmm. and then going from there and doing another interview with the, with uh, Chuck Lorre from the Big Bang Theory yes and, love him and so it's like one of those it's crazy days. yeah so just those just back things to definitely back happen. yeah yes. those things definitely happen so it's just a little more responsibility if I'm being honest it's more yes. of a paycheck yes uh, wrong with that listen we (laughs) all like a coin you've seen the prices of milk these days this economy's crazy okay (laughs) first of all i walked in to get and i don't even really drink soda but i walked in to get like some diet ginger ale that joint was eight dollars for a twelve
1: dollars. It makes no sense. I went in. I remember the days, and I might age myself here, where eggs were like a dollar or like eighty nine cents, you know, for twelve. I went in, and I'm not kidding. The like, you know, the good eggs, the ones where they like sing to the chickens and ask them nicely yeah. for their eggs. Yeah. Those ones were like maybe like seven dollars, like six seventy nine. And I was like, how much is a whole chicken? Just give me a whole. Ch- <laughs> I feel like a whole chicken that's alive that lays eggs could not be more than fifteen dollars. Just give me the chicken. Like <laughs> it's just great. These prices are. So we are all collectively excited for our friends' coins. Hooray, hooray. <laughs> but yeah. All that well, means- I'm a
2: proud capitalist. I, I make no Listen, you got
1: to do it. what I'm you got to do. You're working and yeah. you're making those that money. But all that said, what I'd love to dive into is there are so many yeah. people out there who would love to do what you do and mm-hmm. or at least love to do what they think. You do, which I get this all the time, right? People are always like, oh, but Nicole, how can I end up on stage? How can I end up, you know, with a book deal? How can I end up with a TV show? Nicole, how do you know? Because this is my passion. And it's like, first and foremost, I am not about limiting anyone's possibilities. Lord knows, I don't think. Any of us, if we had ever said what we wanted to be when we grow up, would have nailed it exactly because things have evolved so quickly, you know, and mm-hmm. I mean, none of us could have even said podcast, you know, a couple of years ago because it wasn't a thing. So all that said, in relation to you, right? Tell me a little bit more about what you do off camera, because a lot of people think that being a host is just the shine time. It's hair and makeup. Right. It's getting up there. It's talking. If you're lucky, a teleprompter, you look good, you leave. And they forget how much happens, meetings and calls and paperwork. So tell us a little bit more about that stuff.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, people do think that. And I will say, first and foremost, that hair and makeup time is my least favorite time.
1: Listen, same, same.
2: You know, I love I love my my glam team, but I don't really love what they do because mm-hmm. i i feel like they're i have 15 other things that i could be doing yes in the day kim kardashian has a body double and getting she yeah, literally has someone with her on.
1: measurements. She has someone with her measurements who tries on her clothes for her because she just is not trying to do it. I get it.
2: Well, I don't have that. no nah, Well, That's neither of us. We don't have it but... yet. I'm trying. I'm trying to.
1: <laughs> you know, she's growing people on a farm in Indonesia to try on her clothes. Okay, I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> right. I'm just saying. Right. But hair and
2: makeup is not that everyone
1: thinks it's great. It really isn't. No, I don't enjoy it. I really <laughs>
2: don't. And listen, I, I'm. I'm not you know, poo-pooing what they do. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. And it's a skill what they do. Mm -hmm. Like it's wild how good they are, but I don't enjoy it. We don't enjoy Um, sitting still. (laughs) That's the truth. (laughs) No, I don't. My day starts usually at 7 a.m. And that's when we have our first meeting of the day. We have our morning meeting where we go over, you know, what we're going to do on the show that Mm -hmm. day, what we think should be in the show. We talk about what, you know, stories are happening, what things we have, what ideas we have. Mm -hmm. And that's at 7 a.m. Which means your day
1: starts at like four then probably. There we go. I love that you say your day starts
2: at seven. I'm like, you mean you are at work at seven.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Your first meeting is at
2: seven, right? Exactly, exactly. And so we do that and, you know, we're all expected, but my day does start much earlier than that Mm -hmm. because I get up and the first thing I do when I get up is I read the trades. I read Mm. all the trades. I treat this... This job, like it's a beat, you know. Like That's if you right. are, if you're at CNN and you are a political reporter, mm-hmm. or anywhere, and you're a sports reporter, mm-hmm. or if you're, you know, if you are a hard news reporter, when you get up, the first thing you need to know is what the hell is going on. What happened while
1: you were sleeping? Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: And so I get up and I read the trades. I not only look at like you know internet sites or whatever. I also read the business trades. I read yes. Variety. I read the Hollywood Reporter. I read those because that there's a lot going on. So I read all of those and then I also go over the note that's sent out from us at night, like what mm-hmm. we're trying to accomplish overnight. And then the note that goes out first thing in the morning of, you know, what we're trying to do. So when you go into that seven o'clock meeting, you are kind of armed with a lot of different And
1: informed. Things. So I think that's something a yeah. lot of people, and I'm hoping for not just the mamas out there, the, you know, everyday folk who are saying this is their passion, but if your teenagers are listening and they're like, oh, all I need is a YouTube channel, all I need is a podcast. No, this is what it right. looks like. There's actually some but research, listen, there are you know? those.
2: There are some of those, people out there who are in this business oh Um, for sure it irritates me a little bit I will say both (laughs) Kevin and myself are journalists absolutely with a degree world yes yeah we both come from the news world we both come you know Kevin started out as as a photographer I started out as a one-man band Mm -hmm. where I you know I shot and edited and wrote and did all my stuff you know myself I would get up I was an assignment editor I'd go out and report I'd come back and anchor the news and edit write it all myself, you know, and when you first start out and you're in very small markets, you do all of that. Yep. So like, that's the world we come from. So that's what we know.
1: The Nicole Walters podcast is supported by First Republic Bank. You've worked hard and now it's paying off. That's why it's time to start working with a financial partner who will always have your back. With First Republic Bank, you'll get a personal banker who's ready to sit down, listen, and provide the answers you need, no matter how complex your questions are. Whether you're interested in residential lending or curious about other banking products, you can reach out to your personal banker by phone or email or visit in person. It's all part of First Republic's commitment to delivering extraordinary service every time. To learn more about their extraordinary service, visit firstrepublic.com. That's firstrepublic.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender.
0: And action. Hey everyone, I'm Sarah Gretzky. And I'm Natalie Buck. And together, we are the Net Chicks. We're here to talk anything and everything on screen, including what your favorite celebs are up to. And if you want to know what shows we are absolutely loving and hating, well, thank God, because we will be unpacking for you every single Thursday. So grab your Netflix and some popcorn because the chicks are coming. And scene.
1: I want to just take a moment there to honor that because I think that this is one of the things I talk to my kids about all the time. I absolutely love that we live in an age now where, you know, with the right stroke of luck and the right piece of content, your life can change. I, I've benefited yeah. from that in many ways, but it also doesn't mean you can't skip steps. I'm also corporate trained, you know, and right. there's a reason why I can do what I do. And I, and I also do research and I practice and I have a coach and I work hard so I can get better mm-hmm. every single day on stage. And it's so interesting because I do think that one of the challenging parts is that people feel like they wonder, I should say, whenever I get clients, they wonder why they run into some of the issues they run into yeah. and it's because they don't have the knowledge that is formulated in those early days from doing all of the jobs <laughs> so
2: right you well, know you it's know and I tell people all the time don't make the mistake I am celebrating this year 25 years in this business wow and still right here. crack and yes. you may not look, I may not look like it, but I'm 47 years old. Oh, wow. You know, I've been at entertainment tonight going on nine years, but I came mm-hmm. here when I was, you know, I guess 39 years old, you know, so I, I didn't just jump into this that's thing right. and just get something overnight. That's I've been right. in this business for a very long time. And you didn't and start an entertainment tonight. Step. Yeah, you didn't no, start No, I started it in Evansville, Indiana. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which I love to tell people because, I mean, honestly, yeah. like, you know, I've got a 20-year-old and a 23-year-old. And both of them, you know, one actually is going the accounting route, you know, but they all started with that. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to have a blog or I want to have an Instagram page. And I was like, you know, I want to let you know that that's not starting at the bottom anymore, you know, like people. Right. People think starting with zero followers the bottoms oh no honey starting with nobody knowing you anywhere in an office where you are handing out coffee is the bottom (laughs) do you know what i mean like you're missing those days you know or like you're saying learning your editing because you're having to do the editing you know these are the steps you can't miss but it almost seems like people want to focus really hard on being the image they want to be on camera and i'll just hire Mm -hmm. out the jobs for the other
2: things well no it's true Mm -hmm. it's true it's true because so you know, kind of getting back to the day after you have the morning meeting. And then I usually do after that, get, you know, hair and makeup. And then I come back and I'm prepping for the show. So I'm writing,
0: mm-hmm. going over all the
2: scripts. I'm writing, I'm, you know, adding, I'm on the phone with producer saying, you know, I don't know about this. What do you think about this? How does this sound? What do you think? Like, so, you know, it's not just you get up and you, That's right. and you say stuff. That's you know right. You what I'm saying? And then what, you know, you go and you do the show and then you come back to your office after you do the show and you have to track the show. Of so course. You have to voice everything with the show. And then after that, you usually have shoots and things and so my day, you know, when I'm going, I, I was saying to you, I'm going tomorrow to interview George Clooney and Julia Roberts. And so people are like, that's amazing. But the prep time for that oh, is I can't believe you it. have to go watch that movie. Then you go. So that's two hours of prep time. And then you go and you're researching everything that's going on with them. You're, mm-hmm. you're formulating questions. You're helping in that realm. And so your prep time for an eight minute interview is usually about five or six hours.
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh, you know, oh, can we so, just pause and hold on that? <laughs> Ooh, that is, it's a whole church moment because you yeah. know I have one of these issues where it's like I'll say it all day, and sometimes they need to hear it from Auntie. They don't need to hear it from me. Y'all want to hear it from Mama? You need to hear it from Auntie because you want—that's who you want to listen to. It's not just hey. me, okay? It's the fact that anything that takes ten minutes can take you ten hours of prep. for me to do it's a true. forty-five minute keynote and get paid five figures, I spend hundreds of hours of practice in the studio in order to get that good, mm. and. I I just so much is missing now. And frankly, I have people who are doing this work. They're in the season that you're in right now where maybe they haven't landed the gig that they're going to be at for a while where they're eventually going to become the co-host. But they're saying to themselves, I feel like I'm working really hard and everyone around me is getting there quicker like am i doing the wrong well work, i think we all you know? feel that
2: way i think mm-hmm. i think we definitely all feel that way in one way shape or form i know yeah. i have felt that way you know i talk to people a lot you know even people here in the building with me mm-hmm. that say you know i wish it was as simple as letting your work speak for yourself yes. and in this day and age it's, it's tough for that not to happen in mm-hmm. my case you know, that has happened for me, but it, it hasn't happened overnight. And and one thing I do want to say, too, I mean, I have people ask me all the time about, you know, how did you get where you are? And mm-hmm. I want to do that mm-hmm. and whatnot. Well, well, first and foremost, I did not get into this business to do entertainment.
1: Right. I did not want
2: to. <laughs> right. It right. was not. It wasn't a goal of mine. Sure. My dream was never to be at entertainment tonight. I got into this business because I love telling stories. Mm. And, um, you know, I'm a journalist at my core and I'm inquisitive and I like asking questions and I like getting answers. I mean, when they say that we are the gatekeepers to society and we are truth seekers, that is very, very true. And if that is not innately (laughs) true, then you're going to get burnt out of this business quickly mm-hmm. because it's not about the glamour. It's not about the red carpet. It's not about all of that. It's getting answers to questions. Yes. And that's,
1: that's, what it's about. that's so valid. I mean, one, I think we've all noticed that since 2016, just, you know, before you didn't even, I don't want to say you didn't know journalists unless you were like, I grew up in DC. So like I was a journalism, mm-hmm. poli sci geek. I knew who journalists were because frankly, they had a profile in DC as well. Right. But uh, now the world knows who they are because, Because they've, you know, really elevated in that way. But it's amazing because, like you said, as gatekeepers, you you have to take your work seriously because it can be unforgiving. It's like teachers. You know, here you are raising someone's kids eight hours a day and people are still like, oh, you know, we don't like this or we don't like that. I mean, you've got their whole baby for eight hours, you know. So I really can appreciate, you know, and hoping that, you know, y'all who are listening, that you're saying to yourselves, you know, the work that I'm doing is worthy. The work that I'm doing is meaningful because it will take you where you need to go, but you've got to stick with it.
2: Yeah, because, you know, there are very long hours mm-hmm. and short days and you sacrifice a lot in this business, a lot more than people would think, you know, and, and I came into this business. I, I grew up in a household with a mama who loved baseball. Like oh, wow. Baseball was the first love, right? So mm-hmm. I grew up, you know, being a huge Cardinals fan and, and wow. seeing lots of games at Bush Stadium. Mm-hmm. And so there's this term in baseball that's called the five tool player, okay. right? And that's the, that's the player that can do anything. That's the player that can run, hit, bat, you know, do whatever, run, you know, everything. And the <laughs> player who can you know, play every position, multiple positions on the field. Got it. There was a, a Cardinal growing up. His name was Jose Oquendo. Okay. And most people didn't pay much attention to him, but he was my favorite player because I saw him play every single position mm, on the field. I even thought he pitch one game. So he was always my favorite player. And I always thought I'm going to pattern my career after the five-tool player in baseball. So I'm going to be the person that, you know, is standing at the end of the day, that has that learns everything, that knows everything. So I'm the last one fired because I also grew up seeing a mother that's struggled Listen. you know, in a single parent household. And I said, I'm going to be the one at the end of the day that's still standing. That mm-hmm. when they are turning the lights off, they say, Michelle, do you know how to turn the lights that's off? That's right.
1: Say, yes, that's
2: right. You know, so I always I came into this saying I was always going to work from a place of yes, and I was just going to figure it out. So i was never going to like just shut the door to something that i didn't know or understand Mm -hmm. or hadn't planned for i was going to be open and that's how i got to entertainment tonight Mm -hmm. because i came to this business as a hard news journalist in my head i thought i was going to be a foreign correspondent i wanted to be christiane yes 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 for me was like the gold standard and she still is still is yeah she's exceptional she's the mecca for me but that's what i thought and then i you know i was a news anchor for 12 years and then, you know, I got the opportunity. I was doing local morning news here in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and I got a phone call from the president of Fox Sports at the time who said, hey, come over and meet with me. I'm like, for what? He's right. Like, Just come meet. Me. But and yes. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I went and he was like, you know, we I'm like, how, what do you think about starting to kind of do some some sidelines, some games for us, some sideline?" And I'm like, for what? For who? For what? Right. Right. And he was like, for us, for Fox NFL Sunday. And I'm like, but I don't cover sports. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, but you know how to tell stories. That's, that's good. what I want. That's good. So I thought, hmm. And I thought, okay, I love football. Try it. So let me do this. Yep. But I will say, too, and once again, a learning lesson, being a football fan is not the same thing as covering the sport. It's work. So I had right. to. I had to work. I didn't, I was like, okay, I need to know the Tampa 2 defense. I need to know X's that's and O's. Right, I need to that's right. all of this. I don't know anything about this. I just like watching the game. Right. So I had to do a whole other, like, basically a crash course in football because sure. I, I didn't know. Well, you didn't you know, know in was, that
1: technical way, you know? Anytime right. you want to be good at something, we have to be willing to do the clinical, technical work. And what I love Absolutely. calling out here that I'm hoping everyone's hearing is, Michelle one of the things that's amazing about you is that you don't see a problem and confront it and see it as a barrier you see the problem yeah. and you're like where can I solution my way Where's out of here solution. that's right, right. exactly, mm-hmm.
2: exactly. And that's that's really the only way to be if you're going to be successful in any way shape or form yes. not just financially or commercially or whatever mm-hmm. like if you're going to be successful just in self a functional adult to, yes absolutely you have to work from that space and so you know I did that and then I did that for 5 years and then I started doing college basketball and major league baseball mm-hmm. and and that was like a really interesting life changing situation for mm-hmm. me because i left news i left but i you know i left local news at fox for a different reason i was working in an environment where my spirit wasn't settled and working with people that didn't see me Ooh, um, that is a conversation so, uh, that's a whole, <laughs> that's other, a whole conversation. other conversation yeah. but, but the, the moral to that story is you better believe you better bet on yourself mm-hmm. all the time, and it's not an easy thing to do to really bet on yourself
1: These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. I mean, you guys know that I understand business and human capital. That's your employees, is one of the places that people lose the most money because they hire the wrong people. And I can't just let anyone in the door because that's going to cost you on the back end. So LinkedIn Jobs helps me find the people that I need to serve you well. You want to be a hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and catch this for. Free. Now, it's easy enough to do. You go over to the site, you add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. And they've got simple tools after you start finding the right people like screening questions, which make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And it's not just me talking about this. Small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. I want you to know that LinkedIn jobs can help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Just post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Nicole. That's linkedin.com slash Nicole to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I do want to just dive on that a little bit because, you know, one of the themes of my of this season, season three of the Nicole Walters podcast is starting over. So I kicked Mm -hmm. off the season sharing with everyone that I was going through divorce. So, you know, I'm in my mid 30s. I have three kids, you know, and never in a million years. did I think after 12 years of marriage, I'd be starting over. But when you talk about starting over, you know, with the divorce, it's one of the ultimate ways of betting on yourself because you're saying I'm going to take everything I've done before and I'm going to bet that it's going to be better even though I may be comfortable here or this may be familiar or what have you. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, talking about where you were, where you said just your spirit wasn't settled, because a lot of people look for an answer, especially when they hear about divorce. What was the reason? Why did it happen? Maybe my spirit wasn't settled. you know. And maybe that's Mm -hmm. a thing. But when you felt that, what did it take? Where were you just in that moment where you said it's not settled? I don't know where I'm going, but I know it ain't here.
2: Right, my spirit wasn't settled but it was for concrete reasons as well. Sure. Oh, I knew Of course. The, all the pieces I knew what I right. I mm-hmm. knew what I needed to do and it and I I I'm real comfortable talking about the sure. situation. Sure. I've spoken about it before and I I am very resolute on who I am and why I did Wonderful. and I, you know I tell them I actually just had a conversation with my boss at the time not the the big boss mm-hmm. um who I uh, who is the reason why I left but the the person under him and we were just talking about this I hadn't seen him in almost 20 oh, you know wow. 20 years since I left there were well, actually it's about 12 14 15 years oh. I hadn't seen him but I had the opportunity when I came to LA uh, very young star Jones was leaving the view oh and yes I remember it just so happened that I believe I, I'm not even completely sure how it happened, but I, the story that I have, was told was that Rosie O'Donnell was in L.A. and she was watching local television and saw me doing local television mm. here in Los Angeles, and said to Bill Getty at the time, "We need to reach out to that girl."
1: That makes Something sense. I could her. I can see it. Uh, like already, it all makes sense to me. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: So they did, and I didn't have like a taper, and it was just really random. And I'm like, mm-hmm. huh? Mm-hmm. And so Bill Getty said he was. It, the name bill getty he was mm-hmm. the executive producer of the view at the time mm-hmm. and he said just put yourself on tape we want to see you on tape so i literally asked my photographer tony butita oh my gosh one morning after we finished doing a story i said can you just take me somewhere and like put put me on tape mm-hmm. i need to do this and he's like i was like I can't tell anybody can we just so we went mm-hmm. to some park somewhere and he just set up the camera and i just talked sure So we sent it to them and they came back to me and they said, we really like you. Nice. We're narrowing this down to like five or six people that we want to try out. You know, I want to go through a bit of an interview process with us and then with Barbara and then she'll Mm -hmm. decide, Barbara Walters is talking she'll decide if, she, she wants you to come sit down at the table and mix it up with the ladies, right? At that day and time, there was no bigger job for someone Oh, I mean,
1: listen, I'm sitting here like, you know, <laughs> because, I mean, honestly, especially with the View cast at that time, not knocking the current yeah. cast, but it's evolved, you know, the, that right. cast, every single one of them had proper and thorough accolades like there were yeah. no influencers there was no rotating seat there was no sometime mm-hmm. newbies it was truly I mean we're talking Barbara Walters no relation you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know I mean it's a
2: big deal so yeah. to have yeah I mean especially goodness. for a woman and a woman of oh. color and you know I think I was 28 29 years old I, I wasn't even 30 years Unreal. old yet. you know the things she liked about me I was single I was mm-hmm. you know a woman, and I and I I have very a very definitive point of view about things that people may not you know know and Mm so you know barbara liked me and she they said we want you to come mix it up with the ladies at the table so i'm freaking out like of course like it's a
1: test let's see what happens right and
2: i'm a reporter on a local morning show in los angeles so we go my agent and i go to my bosses and say hey there's this opportunity they just want me to come sit at the table and that boss at the time said no
1: I don't believe you. And I said, Stop it. What? Stop it. They said, No. This is baffling to me also because, (laughs) one, you know. I'm a big, I'm a God girl. What is for you is for you. Can't nobody block your yes. blessing. So I mean, whatever I, it is, is going to come your way. However, same. however, it's also baffling because one of the thing I've learned, especially living in LA is it's always good for you when people soar. A lot of people try to have an, an attitude that like, Oh, well, I don't want someone to get this opportunity, but no, 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 please. If you want to become Gail King and be Oprah's best friend, this is true. And I helped you. This is to my advantage. <laughs> so right.
2: the idea. well, and, and yeah. And I worked on a show that, like was all about like you know news and entertainment and, right. and celebrity and all of those things and i was like i wasn't even the host of the show i was a reporter on the show. so i so i could understand if i was the face of the show or I the mean, face of that network and you had a problem with that but i'm a reporter yeah on no and show. also this is and la you, everybody's off yeah, to the next thing all the time like, Right, and I said so. I get the business side of it, but but we're also not in the dream crushing business. Mm-hmm. We're just not. Mm-hmm. So for me, that moment, I was like, "Ooh, I see who you are." Right, this feels personal. And and when we went back because the view came back again, they were like, "Barbara wants you at that table. We're coming back again." And so we went back to them again, and they said no again. Wow. And then who they says no back- to Barbara Walters? I also
1: feel like <laughs> if Barbara says you just do it, like, do you know what I mean? Like, right. it's just kind of right. I wouldn't even want
2: to make Barbara upset. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Well, the view came back a third time.
1: Oh, see. And, and
2: they said they said no. And they said we will we feel like they're tampering. And so not we will litigation. Anybody, yes. Yes and they hit because i was don't own contract. me
1: why am i hype right now i'm like first and foremost you don't own me <laughs> second of all what you're not going to do is try to tell me where i'm going to go like right. you're like you're like sis this happened like 10 years ago you could call right. back. <laughs> I mean, right. yeah upset. it was in like
2: 2006. no seven, i am
1: actively like mad right now <laughs> but, well no I, no believe believe
2: you me so mm. so my agent and i decided to go and sit in front of the the, the general manager of and like really try to reason with him right and so when we went into to that meeting the first thing he said to me was that this is what, like, I just, when I had to pause because I still get mad thinking mm-hmm. about this because it was such, but it was also such clarity. Sure. So I really now in hindsight, I thank God for that moment mm-hmm. because that was my seeing myself, knowing my self-worth moment and figuring out who I am. Wow. And so he's, the first thing he said to me was, you should be grateful. For what we give you? Oh, please. Okay, okay. Listen, <laughs> give me earned. So I like... said, make no mistake about it. I am rooted in gratitude, mm-hmm. but you better believe that I earned everything I have. That's and I right. Said that very thing to him. That's right. Um, and we walked out of there. Yes. And at that moment, I told my agent, "I will not resign here. Yes, when my contract is up. I'm gone.
1: I'm out. Absolutely, and I meant it." Yes, and I left. Absolutely. <laughs> Woo! I'm saying I'm like, round of applause, round of applause. Like, yeah. yes, because it's it was a truth. year later
2: at, when my contract was up and I left. Oh, and, but also and,
1: knowing to show up every day, knowing yeah. that they think they own you on that energy yeah. level. Listen, you better. Yeah, I you didn't better, have a
2: plan. I didn't have whew. another job. I I knew I needed to walk away. Mm-hmm. And then the economy crashed in 2008. It sure did. So Recession I, number one. Yeah. I didn't find a, a like a steady job for almost three years.
1: Yeah, listen, let's just be clear. You are not the type to yeah. ever be broke. You might not have had a steady job, but well, I, know no, you, no. I know you had food. No, no, I no. know you were working. No, 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 no.
2: It was a tough. It Listen, this is where I say when you bet on yourself, mm-hmm. like you really have to believe and bet in yourself. Right. I went from a job in local news making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, which was very good at that. Oh, time. yeah,
1: for sure. To going
2: to a seasonal job where I made about $25,000. Mm. And so that mm. was like, you know, I was betting on my talent. Mm-hmm. And then we went into a recession. Yeah, and you people felt weren't it hiring. Yeah, no matter how talented you were. That's right. People were not hiring. And I remember and this is a, this is a bit of my testimony. I remember going to my agent. It was, you know, it was like about two years and some change in and I had like gone through savings and whatnot. And I said, Listen, I am not ashamed to work in any capacity. Mm-hmm. I am going to target mm-hmm. next week to apply. Mm-hmm. I've got bills and I'm going to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. And she said, I hear you. And she said, but I'm not giving up on you. I said, listen, I'm just telling you. Yes. I'm going to do this. And the next month I got a call from CNN. Fuck God, God. Their, their entertainment correspondent. And that's where I got into entertainment because I had no... I I didn't have any like sights on being an sure, entertainment or sure. anything. I had that opportunity at the View came about, I had another opportunity after that, where Oprah, when she had launched the OWN Network, was doing, she was gonna do a talk show, and I actually got picked for that talk show to be one of the hosts of Wow. They were gonna pay me more money than I'd ever seen in my life. Sure. And then two weeks before we were started to film, they decided not to do it. Because LA, Um, that's how it goes. (laughs) Well, well, because at that time, she, Gail was still on her network, and Gail had like her talk show slash radio show, and then they had just brought Rosie back. Oh yeah. Yeah, the show. And so Oprah stepped in at the last minute and said, I can't have three talk shows.
1: Mm-hmm. But that's LA stuff. That's what I mean. It's just like, you think you yeah. have it in hand and then it shifts and it just says, it's not real until it's on air. And even then, it's not real until it's renewed. So, it's, you know, it's just- But all you know, and
2: I said to her, okay, yeah. she was, you were my boss for 2.6 seconds, mm-hmm. but, but we're going to cross our path someday. Again, we have that's in amazing. a lot of different ways. But yeah, so I went to CNN because they said, hey, you want to come here and cover entertainment? And I, you know, I always thought, You know, for me, CNN is the gold standard of news. And because I'm a journalist, I said, "Okay, well, the opportunity is to go work at CNN. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm going to do. And and I need a job. And I need a job. Listen, also that, though, like, (laughs) you know, what's funny
1: is I think that or what's insightful about all this conversation is the fact that you're referencing the just bullet points that are transferable. Humility, knowing your worth, gratitude and frankly, you know, having faith. You know, I mean, you're saying, look, I was in this season and, and a hustle and a and hustle, you know, <laughs> but, but also a, str- a but a strategic hustle. Faith
2: without works is dead. dead. That's and right. That That's
1: right. True. But it was a strategic hustle too, because you weren't going yeah. to hustle backwards at a place that did not respect you. You know, they didn't yeah. let you go. You could have stayed. You could have said, "This is a burden hand." What
2: could have been there to this day? Absolutely. And <laughs>
1: instead, you're like, "No, you know, this is not the place to apply my effort behind something that won't be fruitful for me." So yeah. it's just so inspiring. Partly for me, just because I'm in that season very much where I. I'm like, mm-hmm. I thought I'd done all the things. Well, I had done all the things, you know, and you know, towards a certain goal. But now I'm like, well what what you know, what's next? You know, and what does that look right. like? And saying strategic nos and very strategic yeses, you know, and knowing that things are changing in the economy and being aware that at least for me, when I left my marriage and when I started transitioning out of aspects of my business, saying to myself, Are you ready to fully surrender? You know, are you ready to say, if it doesn't look the way it was going to look, are you willing to do the work to accept whatever's to come next? You know, and oh, I
2: have a, I have a, a story about surrender. Ooh, that's I would actually... l-
1: well, let's, let's, let's close on that because I think that that's really valid okay. because, you know, it's something between starting over people. Number one question I get about divorce is Nicole, how did you find the courage to be on your own? How did you find mm-hmm. the courage to say, I won't go back when your life was so, you know, apparently cushy and comfortable in those things mm-hmm. and I always tell them, look, I had to know that I'm good enough if I stay and I'm good enough if I go and that my Mm -hmm. worth is not changing dependent on where I stand. So what does that mean about what I want my future to look like? So Mm -hmm. I had to surrender validation, what people would say about me, how it would play out, the results, the money, the material goods. I'd be willing to say I'll have none of that, but I'll still have myself and I'll have my God and my baby. So." That's going to be enough. It's going to have to be enough. And that's where I remind myself every day, saying it out loud so I can hear it, too. So that being said, please tell me your story of how Surrender paid out, because Lord knows I need that fuel on my spirit.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, no, it's a a great story and it's very, very true. So I had been here at Entertainment Tonight for several years Mm -hmm. and I was the, the weekend host and correspondent and the main host of our show, Nancy O'Dell, was leaving. And so she was leaving. And of course, then you think who's going to be the next host or whatever. Mm And I, and I thought, and, you know, believed to my core that I deserved that job Mm -hmm. and that it should be me. And, you know, I made it known to the bosses and it was, you know, we're going to try people out, Mm -hmm. you know, how they say or whatever. And so, you know, they went through bringing people in, you know, and, and whatnot. And of course I, again, being, believing in myself and knowing who I am, you know, I put myself up against anybody and I still say, you know, I'm, I'm the best person here for this job, but it became apparent after a long period of time that that wasn't going to happen. It has mm. been a couple of years and it was like, maybe we're just going to have Kevin do the show himself and whatnot. And to say I was disappointed, yes, yeah, understatement, mm-hmm. I was, mm-hmm. I was very disappointed by it. And so, you know, I went through a period of mourning. Yeah. Because I still said in my, like, I know that I am made for this. Like, I know. And there had never been another Black woman to host the show. Yeah. You know, and it's 40 plus years of existence. Mm -hmm. We're in season 42 now. But at the time it was, you know, 40 years of the show. And I said, listen, I I know that, that this is for me. I know it is. But if they don't see it okay. Mm -hmm. And I really had to mourn it. I had to sit with it. And I remember watching an interview that Oprah had done. And Mm -hmm. she was talking about when she auditioned for the color purple Mm -hmm. and she knew it was for her, but she didn't get it. And so she said, she remembered like she was walking around a track and she just started crying and she was listening to CeCe Wyand's I Surrender. Mm. And she really like had that moment where she just let it go for real. She let it go. And she said like the next day, Steven Spielberg called. Oh my gosh. The offer for it. And so I said to myself, "Nichelle, you really gotta, you gotta find a way to let this go. And so I, I did, I cried about it. I, I hurt over it. I went through all of that. And, and then I came to a point where I said, you are like, look at you. Yes. You came from a pig farm Mm -hmm. in rural Missouri and Mm -hmm. look at you, baby, you're overcoming. Yes. You're doing it. If they don't see it, that is okay. It doesn't change it. It's that's so true. okay. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make them assholes mm-hmm. for not seeing. It. Right, right, It just makes them not, them. you know. Yeah. It just is. Right. It mm-hmm. just makes it them not seeing. Mm-hmm. So you gotta figure out what you're gonna do here and you gotta figure out what happiness looks like if it ain't this. Yes. So, you know, I really did, and I said, okay, I'm gonna let this go. If I can't build my castle over here, I'm gonna build it over here. I'm yes. gonna figure out some other stuff, right? Yes. So I ended up like really just being good with it. I signed a new deal here at Entertainment Tonight, decided I was just gonna go forward. I ended up getting another show that I was a producer on, that I am a producer on here at CBS. It's a renovation show, secret mm-hmm. celebrity renovation. Yep. so being able to, to have this show greenlit and be the host of this show mm-hmm. and produce the show. Yep. I said, all right, well, this is what I'm going to do. And I tell you, I, it just freed me in a way where I just, I think even started being more of myself yeah. on TV. and, and several months later I was standing on the street in Philadelphia with Eve shooting my renovation show, yeah. eating a chili cheese steak and I got a call <laughs> from my agent and they said, we just got off the phone with the CBS executives and they want to make you the host of entertainment tonight. When I tell you, like, I literally, I had let that go. I was not thinking about it. I wasn't dwelling on it. I had moved on. What's yours is yours. And I was happy Mm. and good. Then they came with that. And I, you know, and they came correct with it. It wasn't like, we want you, But do this. Right. We're going to do this.
1: this. Right. Delayed, but not denied. Who can I tell you, you took me to church. You took me to church (laughs) right there. I literally am sitting here like trying to fight back tears because it's so when I tell you, I mean, especially. I think that we have some similarities and people, you guys know, know me, you've heard me like where it's like, I feel like sometimes I'm like, I can work myself. I will work myself into this. Yeah. I will will myself into what I deserve. But when you get to a certain age, you know, like I'm approaching 40, you know, my biblical age is 25. You know, that's the age God wants for me and that I receive. However, <laughs> approaching 40. And I will say that like, I'm learning that sometimes the way forward is actually not resistance. It's not pushing, you know, it's actually saying, okay, surrender. You, yeah, know?
2: you will yourself, but actually sometimes the way forward is wanting. Is yourself.
1: wanting yourself. Yes. Like you yes. Just, like, I won't you be like this. To, mm-hmm. Right.
2: Because it is true. You know, what's for you is for you. And, and my mother always says to me, God only has three answers. Yes, not yet. And I've got something better. And that has been true in my life over and over and over again. I don't think there's anything
1: left. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, y'all, can I just say? Follow her everywhere, all over social. Look, I'm going to be following her in real life. You're going to see me standing behind you at Starbucks like, you got anything else for me, Michelle? Like, like, I just can I please just touch the hem of your Emmys? OK,
2: please. Well, listen, to say to be a black woman yeah. in this business and for all of this starting to happen, like it, it all started to happen at 46 mm. is saying something in itself. Right. You know, it really Right. right. I'm not supposed to be here. And so the fact that I am, it says something Speaks about volumes. Yeah, it says something about will. It says something about work. It says a lot about faith, you know. And I, listen, I've been—I, I'm not trying to step on a soapbox and prophetize to anybody, but I've—we received that
1: I'm, here. So get on your I'm box. I come from praying people, yes. and I know I've
2: been through some things. Listen, and, um, and so I, I, you know, it, yeah. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that our steps are already ordered and mm-hmm. I believe that, that they happen how they're supposed to happen. Absolutely. So I know 25 years in this business, I am supposed to be right here.
1: Oh, I am excited and so glad that our paths have crossed if for nothing yeah. else, but this conversation to share and to let everyone hear, you know, that, The things are going through today will serve them tomorrow, you know, and it's all in how you want to show up and um, internalize it. And I mean, just hearing that, you know, God does answer, you know, and the answers are always to our benefit. Always, this is amazing. When the new season starts soon of Entertainment Tonight, I get we get to see you more. Well, we're in it. We're in it. We're in it.
2: We're about a month in. Awesome. Right now to the new season, and we've been having so much fun. I mean, Kevin is. You know, the best partner because he's my he's my friend outside of this. Yes, of course. You know, we're family outside of this. So being together, people are always like, Are you guys really like that? He just told me today he's he just came back from a trip doing something. He's like, People think we travel together. <gasps> they always say to me. Yeah, <laughs> we're supposed to be together, of course. Oh, really? it works. <laughs> that's it. Cause of prayer,
1: cause that's how it works. No, I it's so funny. I love it. But the, I, I'm excited because right. I get to watch you now. And everyone who's gonna watch you, y'all. This is our cousin. We need to watch her. We need to be yes. like, listen, our cousin. She,
2: Michelle's on the TV. This is the energy yes. we
1: need to have right now because it's a big well, deal. I think I'm think
2: i almost fifty, so I think I'm officially an auntie. <laughs> I don't think I'm a, and that is because my little cousin, who's also my god baby, mm-hmm. my little cousin Julian, who is nine now, mm-hmm. said to me the other day because mm-hmm. he calls me TT. Oh, and even though he's my cousin, mm-hmm. but he said to me, I said Julian, why I said Juice, I call him Juice. Mm-hmm. I said Juice, why do you call why do you call me TT? And he mm-hmm. said, Well, you know, I call you that because you're more like an aunt because cousins aren't old no (laughs) not they're old no these kids not gonna do this to us No, I can't be a cousin because I have to be. a Well, listen, I mean, you are the
1: good sis. You are you. We are peers (laughs) in age. Okay, this is that is this demo right here. So, no, we are going to be watching and celebrating you. And I think every time I turn you on, it's going to be so exciting to not just see your great reporting and the information and all the fun entertainment stuff, but also to see that this is a materialization of everything God has ever wanted for you. And I also know that whatever we're watching is just the beginning. So we are very excited about it. I mean, that.
2: knowing now, like, you know, leaving sports and thinking I was leaving that, but now coming back to the space, doing a podcast with Shaquille mm-hmm, O'Neal and Spice mm-hmm. Adams every week, I still get to dip my toe in that. And mm-hmm. they're so crazy. Like I have a laugh fest every <laughs> week with them, those goofballs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then doing this entertainment Tonight, having my other show on cbs secret celebrity renovation mm-hmm. still working at cnn like all of it is good it's and it's blessing. everything it's that five tool player now converging into one
1: yes and, and so you, deserve, you deserve you deserve you deserve Thank you so much for taking this time out to inspire. Thanks for
2: asking. Thanks for having me. Oh my
1: gosh, to celebrate, to lift us up, to share everything that I know I needed to hear today in this moment. You have no idea. It was right on time. We are cheering you on and just excited to see what comes next. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it, Nicole.
1: Another great chat. I love spending time together. Now I need you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review because I love hearing from you. And then come hang out with me on Instagram at Nicole Walters. I'll be back here next week and I hope you are too. See you there, friend.